Happy Thanksgiving. Turn to somebody and say, you look thankful today. Come on, somebody, turn and tell somebody that. You say, well, that's dumb. Do it anyway, okay? Do it anyway. I want to talk to you today about Thanksgiving. And actually, I'm going to talk to you about a meaningful Thanksgiving. A meaningful Thanksgiving. You know, Thanksgiving should have some meaning to it. It seems like so many of our holidays today, you know, as time goes by and years go by, we just take it for granted as a day off of work or two days off of work. And sometimes we can miss the meaning of the moment. But if you'll notice my title today, A Meaningful Thanksgiving, there are two compound words there. The first is the word meaningful, which means what? Full of meaning. Thanksgiving Day needs to be full of meaning. I think starting today, Thanksgiving week needs to be full of meaning. But the second word is thanksgiving, which means the giving of thanks, giving thanks. As we consider the history of Thanksgiving Day and the intent of this holiday, Thanksgiving Day every year should be full of meaning. But as years pass, I think sometimes it's really easy to overlook the real meaning of Thanksgiving and what it's supposed to be. So today I want to talk about how do we make Thanksgiving meaningful? How do we make this day, this week, and especially this Thanksgiving Sunday, how do we make this a memorable day? First, let's talk about that word thanksgiving. Let's take the, the compound word and break it into the two pieces. Let's talk about thanks and let's talk about giving. In all the Bible, you will find some form of the word thankful or grateful only a handful of times. Now think about that. Only a few times in all of Scripture do you find the word thankful or grateful. But in the same Bible, you'll find the expression give thanks over 50 times. In the Psalms alone, you'll find the expression give thanks at least 25 times. So evidently, the idea and the concept of giving thanks is more important than just the idea of having some kind of thankfulness in my heart. You see, there, there's a big difference between thankfulness and thanksgiving now some will say it's a play on words no it's really not let's look at the meaning of those words thankfulness is one thing thanksgiving is another thankfulness is something that resides in my heart but i can have thankfulness in my heart and yet never express it never give away that thankfulness but by its very definition, thanksgiving is thankfulness expressed. It's thankfulness given away, given to where it needs to be given. So, in other words, as we enter into Thanksgiving week, and we look forward to Thursday being Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Day isn't truly Thanksgiving Day until some kind of thanks is given. I got one amen over here today. Some of you are already thinking about turkey and you're ready to take a nap. 
Okay, it's too early for that. Thanksgiving isn't really Thanksgiving until thanks has been given. So this Thanksgiving, what am I thankful for? Ask yourself that question. This Thanksgiving, this week, this very day, this year, what am I thankful for? I'm thankful it's not 2020, aren't you? That's one thing to be thankful for. But think about it a moment. What are you thankful for today? And then the second question I want you to ask yourself is, how will I express my thankfulness? I have thanks. I am thankful. But how am I going to give thanks for what I'm thankful for? Let's begin today. Let's, let's talk about expressing our thanks to God. Above all else, I'm thankful to God today for a lot of things. But let's talk about expressing that thanks to God. How do, how do we go about that? How do we do that? In Scripture, when you talk about thanks, especially Old Testament, it usually comes down to the word praise. We see the word thanks in Scripture, but we see the word praise and we're talking about God. When we offer God thanks, we usually call it praise. But when you look at that word praise in Scripture, the word praise is defined by a lot of different words. Now, let, let me just take one minute and explain that to you. In the Old Testament, as you read through the Psalms, the Psalms of praise that David wrote, and he wrote a lot of those Psalms, you over and over again see the word praise, 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 praise. You see it so many times. But if you go back to the original writings in the Hebrew language in which the Psalms were written, Hebrew is a picture language. When you read a word, it's usually got a picture to describe that word. So when you see the word praise in the Psalms and in the Old Testament, it's almost always a word that doesn't just mean praise. It's some kind of act of praise. There are eight or nine different words in the Old Testament that are translated praise. So when you say praise the Lord and you're reading it in the Old Testament, it's really talking about some kind of action that offers praise to God. Praise is always an action word. Now, let me illustrate it for you in a couple ways. Psalms 92 verse 1 starts out saying this. It is good to give thanks to the Lord. How many of you would agree it's good to give thanks to the Lord? You feel that way today? It's good. It's a good thing to give thanks to the Lord. But the word thanks there means to use the hands to give thanks to the Lord. It doesn't mean, I'm going to stand here and give thanks to the Lord. In my head and in my heart, I'm giving God thanks. No, that word there, when it says it's a good thing, it's good to give thanks to the Lord, it actually says it's a good thing to use my hands to give thanks to the Lord. Let me give you another illustration of this. Psalms 106 starts out by saying, praise the Lord. We hear that in church all the time. We sometimes say it among ourselves outside these doors. Well, praise the Lord. In Psalms 106, when it says praise the Lord, it means to shine. It means to make a show. It means to boast. It means to celebrate so much so that we have a party and we actually look a little bit foolish. 
Turn to somebody and say, you're about to look foolish this morning. <laughs> Turn to somebody and say, not me, not me. See, that, that's kind of our concept because we don't understand the translation of these words praise because it's not clearly translated for us. Well, what it's saying is, if I'm going to praise God, I need to do something physically that offers my praise to God. I need to give praise to God in an active way. It can be singing. It can be words. It can be lifted hands. If you want to, you can even dance a little bit. Uh, some people act a little bit foolish in church. Not much anymore, but every now and then people will do something that people are, eh, that's a little bit foolish. Sometimes people just love God more than I love God. And a little bit more than you love God. But, but then there's a, a second part of this. Not only do we praise the Lord, we worship the Lord. Praise and worship are two different things by definition in Scripture. In the Old Testament, there are eight or nine, eight or nine words that describe praise. Or eight or nine words that are translated praise. But throughout all of Scripture, anytime you see the word worship, or you see the phrase, bless the Lord, it means one thing. It means to get on your knees and get on your face before God and honor him. And you see, here's the difference. We praise God for what he's done. Has God done anything good in your life lately? We praise him for that. But we worship God. We fall down before him. We bow our hearts and even our knees before him because of who he is and what he is. See, it's two different things. And biblical worship always means to bow down and to honor God for who he is. Now, I want to show you a couple things today in the Psalms. And I'm going to move quickly. Psalms 103. If you've got a Bible, you can turn there. If you don't have a Bible, we'll have verses on the screen. But I want to show you some things. Here's something David said in Psalms 103, beginning at verse number 1. He said, bless the Lord, O my soul. The word bless means to bow and to honor the Lord, to get on my knees and fall down before him. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Can I, can I just challenge you a little bit today? Can I challenge you with the idea? At the end of service, you know, we're going to spend a couple of minutes just praising the Lord and, and worshiping the Lord. Can I challenge you to bless the Lord with all that's within you? There's not a part of your life that God hasn't touched and blessed. Can we just take a moment and give it all back to him? And just thank him for his goodness? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Verse 2 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Did you know there are a lot of benefits to following God and serving the Lord? A lot of benefits there. Verse 3, David starts listing some of these benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities. How many are glad that God's forgiven all of it, not just some of it? How many of you, how, how many of you had a, a lot of things you needed forgiveness for? See, Jesus said, the one who's forgiven much usually loves much. Some of us are crazy about Jesus because he forgave us of a lot. He forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. Has anybody ever felt the healing hand of God in your life? 
He goes on to say in verse 4, who redeems your life from destruction. Aren't you glad God has saved you from destruction? He goes on to say, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't it great to wake up every morning knowing that God's mercies and blessings are new every morning? He's just going to keep pouring new things into your life. Just keeps pouring his goodness right down on top of our heads. And in verse 5 it says, who satisfies your mouth with good things. Isn't it awesome to know that God not only gives us what we need, he gives us some delicacies and some major blessings along the way. He satisfies our mouths with mouths with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Does God ever get old to anybody? Does God's goodness ever get old? Man, I hope not. I hope our youth is renewed and therefore our praise to God is also renewed likewise. But I love what David says in this passage of Scripture because he says... Let's consider God's blessings. Let's consider God's blessings. This is a day and a week when I want to encourage you and challenge you to stop and count your blessings. Boy, the last year and a half has been crazy for everybody. Everybody. There's not one person in this room who can't tell stories about the weirdness and the craziness and the shortage and the lack and the challenges we've had the last year and a half in our society and really around the globe. It's been a crazy time. But in the middle of all the craziness, even on our worst day, we need to stop and consider the goodness of God because what the psalmist said was he continually forgives. He continually heals. He continually redeems. He continually crowns. And he continually satisfies. God's goodness never stops. And we need to be thankful for that. And you know, really from time to time, I need to do what the psalmist says. I need to stop and say, bless the Lord, O my soul. Think about that. David's talking to himself here. He's talking to himself. You know, we talk to ourselves all the time. I once heard it said that you're not crazy if you talk to yourself. You're only crazy if you start answering. (laughs) It's okay to talk to yourself, I think. It's okay to meditate. But isn't it a good idea that we would stop and remind ourselves from time to time about the goodness of God? So what I found is if I start reminding myself and I start naming God's blessings, that list just keeps getting longer and longer and longer and it keeps growing and growing and growing because God is so good, we can't even remember all the good things he does for us. Day after day after day. But let's just spend a couple minutes here. Let's talk about what causes us to overlook God's blessings. Because we do, it's human nature, we take things for granted sometimes we take god for granted three things real quickly that cause us to overlook god's blessings number one sometimes we focus so much on our problems we forget about our blessings anybody got a problem today you say well i can't raise my hand because my problem's sitting next to me Uh, (laughs) they won't know they won't know. My wife praises God every day in spite of B. Okay? But isn't it true? 
Isn't it true? We wake up in the morning and what do we think about? Think about our problems. We wake up in the night. What do we think about? We think about our problems. Sometimes we wake up in the night and we look for something to worry about. And then in a few minutes time, we can't go back to sleep because we talked ourselves into worrying about something. We're always thinking about the problems of life. And I think that's human nature. But sometimes we get so caught up and so focused on our problems, we forget about God's promises for our situation. The blessings he's already given us and the things he's promised to do in our future. We need to remind ourselves about the goodness of God. I think a second thing that oftentimes happens is we, we tend to focus on what we don't have rather than what we do have. How many of you need to clean out your closet right now at home? Come on, let's be honest. My, I'll, I'll raise my wife's hand. Especially her shoe cabinet. Okay? I'll pick on my wife because she's so precious and she lets me do this. How many of you need to clean out your garage and get rid of some stuff? See, we've got so much stuff, most of us, but we tend to focus on what we don't have that we want rather than looking at what we already have, what God's blessed us with. And see, if, if I focus on these wrong things, it, it makes me overlook God's goodness and I begin to resent the fact that I don't have this and I don't have this and I don't have this. Can I dare say most of us in this room today, most of the people watching online today, we already have most of the stuff, maybe all the stuff that we really need in life. And we need to be thankful for it. And, and then the last part of it is the third thing, and I think it all ties together. You know, we, we think about what we don't have rather than what we do have. And when we do that, we tend to think that what we have is our own doing. And what we don't have is God's doing. Well, God, why don't you give me this? Why don't you give me this? Why don't you give me this? It's human nature. Human nature. Instead of being thankful and approaching God with a thankful heart. Sometimes, yes, sometimes I've approached God with a complaining heart about what I don't have. Now, I'm going to look at Psalms 95. If you've got your Bible, turn to Psalms 95. Again, we'll have the verses on the screen. I want to show you one more thing about honoring God, praising God. Psalms 95, we're going to read the first three verses, and then we're going to skip down to verses 6 and 7. Psalms 95, verse 1. Here's what the psalmist says. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. How many love to sing? How many can't carry a tune in a bucket? Aren't you glad the Lord said make a joyful noise to the Lord? You don't have to be a great singer to sing here. I had somebody say, well, why do you play the music so loud? Why is it so loud? It's so everybody can sing because it drowns out the bad ones. Not about performance. It's about honoring God. But see, God deserves our praise. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Did you know every time we sing a song, you need to jump in and sing where you can? Well, there's so many words and I don't know the tune. Well, just jump in where you can. That's what I do. Okay? Let us sing to the Lord. And then he goes on to say, let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Now, some people say, well, you know, I'm just not so sure we need to shout in church. Well, where are you going to shout about the goodness of the Lord? You're going to do it at work? You're going to do it at the mall? 
Hey, let's, let's, let's all go to the Apple store tomorrow and let's just have a praise session break out and let's just start shouting joyfully to the Lord. I'll meet you there at four in the afternoon. Okay, everybody be there. We'll have a great time if they'll let us in. You get my point? Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully. Why? Because both of those expressions, singing and shouting joyfully, they come from words that are usually interpreted praise in Scripture. Verse 2, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Well, I came today with thanksgiving in my heart. Okay, the next thing he says is, let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. What he's saying is, express your thankfulness to God. Verse 3, why? For the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. Can I tell you something today? There is nobody who compares to our God. Nobody, 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 nobody ever has, ever will. We need to honor Him. But then the psalmist starts to shift gears. He's talking about praise, praise, praise. Verse 6, he says this, O come, let us worship, bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. See, we need to have moments of celebration and acts of praise to God, but we also need to have some really solemn moments. Or maybe if we don't bow our knees, at least we bow our hearts before God and we honor him for who he is, what he is, and what he's done in our lives. You know, I said a few moments ago, God deserves our praise. God desires our praise. Have you ever wondered about that? Have you ever thought about that? God deserves our praise. I, I agree with that. God deserves my praise. But God desires our praise. Did you ever think about that? God desires our praise. Have you ever thought about God and think, man, he must be some egotistical big dude sitting up there wanting us to praise him all the time? No, I... I think God just wants us to recognize who he is and what he is and what he's doing in our lives. He deserves it and he desires it. What does praise and worship do for God? When I start praising God and when I worship God, it puts him in his proper place in my life and it puts me in my proper place. It makes me recognize he's God and I'm Gary. And he's pretty good at being God and I'm pretty good at being Gary. But when Gary tries to be God, things get messy. So see, praise and worship keeps God in his place. But let me flip this over now. What does giving thanks do for us? You know why a lot of people don't want to praise God and worship God? Because when we start praising and worshiping God, it starts making adjustments inside of us. It starts adjusting us on the inside. It changes our perspective on things. And I know what the common expression is. Well, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. I'm thankful. God knows my heart. That's all that matters. God knows our hearts. He also sees our hands. He also hears our words. And in Scripture, He asks me to express my heart to Him and give thanks to Him. Let me ask you a couple of questions. This Thanksgiving, am I thankful to God for anything? Ask yourself, 
Today, this Thanksgiving Sunday, what am I thankful to God for? And the second part, how am I going to express it to him? How am I going to give him the thanks that's in here? And then one last part of this message. Let's talk about expressing my thanks to people around me. Because I think this is an important part of this message. Why is it so hard for us to express appreciation, not just to God, but especially to other people? Why is it so hard to express, to give thanks? Oh, they know my heart. They know my heart. Can I tell you something? I am blessed. I am so blessed to have some amazing people in my life. I've got some amazing people in my life. And I love them. I appreciate them. I'm thankful for them. And I'm sure they know my heart. Really? How do they know your heart? Well, God knows my heart. Yeah, but do people know your heart? I have a, a friend who many years ago I was with he and his wife. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but he was kidding his wife about something. And she looked at him and said, sometimes I wonder if you still love me. And he said, 40 years ago, we got married. And the day I married you, I told you I love you. If anything changes, I will let you know. <laughs> Isn't that how we tend to live? I tried that on my wife a couple of times. She didn't buy it. My family. I've got a great family. Precious wife. Two amazing sons. Two great, more amazing daughter-in-laws who put up with my sons. I was thinking this morning, I want to say, man, I've got, I've got five wonderful grandkids. No, I've got two wonderful granddaughters and three grandsons is what I've got. But I love them all. They're precious. Our pastoral team here at the bridge, they are amazing people. I've got some friends who are unbelievably good friends, and I'm thankful for them. Our staff at the church in the offices, everybody who's employed at the bridge, they're amazing people, and I appreciate them. Our team leaders here in the church, everybody who volunteers and serves in some area of the church, amazing, amazing people. Connect group leaders and connect groups. Man, I hear stories all the time about what God's doing in connect groups. Amazing people. Zach expressed it earlier, but those of you who trust God and give God, give back to him of your finances who support this church, your faithfulness is amazing, and I appreciate you so much. And I want to say thank you this morning to everybody who loves God and loves his church and loves the work of God. But you know, this past week, and I'm almost finished because we're, we're going to sing a song here in a couple minutes. This past week, we, we had our staff connect during connect group season, we have staff connects every other week. We, we had a staff connect group this week, and I felt led to do something. 
and you know, we all sit in a circle and normally we talk about what's going on in church life, talk about church calendar, but then for a few minutes, I'll just open my heart or we'll be going through a book together or something. This fall, I've just been teaching some things that are important for this season. But this week, I just had us go around the circle and everybody in the circle just tell something that they appreciate about somebody else in that circle. I'm going to tell you something. It was such a precious time. And I know what you're thinking. Well, I'm a man. I don't do that kind of stuff. That's the problem with us men. We sometimes don't do that enough. But we went around the room and I listened to people say things. And I watched people get tears in their eyes as they expressed their thanks and appreciation to other people. And I watched people who heard appreciation get tears in their eyes. I watched people's hearts being touched and melted as we recognize that sometimes God's greatest goodness comes through people around us. And as much as we need to be thankful to God, we also need to be thankful to people around us and we need to give thanks to those people who touch our lives. This coming Thursday around the Thanksgiving table, I think it'd be a great time for us to stop. Before we give thanks to God for that wonderful meal, it'd be a good time to stop and give thanks to one another for what they mean to us in our own family and among friends. Some people are gonna work and labor Wednesday night, all day Thursday, fixing a meal. As soon as the meal's over, they've got to clean up everything and host guests all day long, and they'll be exhausted when the day's over. While some of us sit around and watch football and eat turkey and pumpkin pie, maybe we should express our appreciation to those who are serving around us. You know, people around us bring so much support into our lives, but it's easy to take those people for granted. And what they do for us, we take it for granted. We simply expect it to be there and we hope that they know our hearts. If there's thankfulness in our hearts for people around us, maybe we should express it. Give that thanks to them from our hearts. So finally, in the last part of this message, this Thanksgiving, ask yourself, who am I thankful for? Who am I thankful for? And second of all, how will I express and give my thanks to them? We're going to take just a couple of minutes. We're going to praise God and worship God one more time. I'm going to pray in just a moment. And as I pray, I'm going to ask you to stand. And then the worship team is going to come out and get in place. We're just going to give thanks to God. Do one more song together. And then we'll come up and, and close service in a couple of minutes. But if you would, stand to your feet. As the worship team finds their way out, I want to pray this morning. And I want you to join me in a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Okay, let's pray. Father, I'm so thankful for your goodness. I'm so thankful for your blessings. I'm so thankful that you've forgiven me. You've healed me. You've redeemed me. You've crowned me. You've blessed me day after day after day. And you just do it over and over and over again. And Father, I'm so grateful today. That God, all across this room right now,
We want to praise you and we want to worship you. Father, I speak for this entire congregation, but each member of this group needs to speak for themselves as we lift our hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. I'm thankful in my heart. And now I express my thanks to you for your goodness to me in Jesus' name. Let's praise and worship the Lord together this morning. Take a moment and lift our hands and our hearts and just worship the Lord for a moment. Father, you are so good. 
We glorify you. We honor you today with our lips. We speak praise to you from our hearts of thanksgiving. With our hands lifted up and our mouths filled with praise. With the heart of thanksgiving, we bless you, Lord. God, we bow before you today and we recognize that you're an amazing God and you are our God. You're the only God. We worship you today. You deserve our praise. You desire our praise and we glorify you today. Thank you, Lord. 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 Now just take 30 seconds in your own words. Just praise the Lord in your own words for 30 seconds. Just give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We worship you today, O God. Glorify you, O God. Magnify you in this house. You are so good. For all of your blessings, we praise you today. For all of your blessings, we praise you today. All of your blessings, we praise you today. We praise you today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glorify you today. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Great is the Lord. Bible tells us it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. It's the goodness of God that draws people to Him. Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online and maybe you've thought about it today and you've realized, I didn't even know it, but boy, God's been good to me and I've never even responded to Him. I've never even opened my heart to Him, but maybe today you're realizing God's real. He's a good God. Maybe you're realizing today, I want to know him. I want that God to be my God. I want him to be my heavenly father. See, how do I go about that? Well, first of all, we recognize that God sent his son to pay for our sins. That which separated us from God has been paid for by God himself. Then we ask Jesus Christ to become our savior and the Lord of our lives. We just do it with words. We talk to God. You see, right now, God may be knocking on the door of your heart, but it doesn't mean a thing unless you open your heart to God and say, I want you to come into my life. We do that with words, with a prayer. I want to lead you into prayer. I'm going to give you some words to pray with me. Nothing special about my words, but something special when you wrap your heart and your faith around these words. And you mean this to the Lord. So I'm going to ask everybody here in the house, everybody watching online, please pray this prayer with us this morning. Every one of us say, God, I need you. And I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I accept Christ as my Savior. And I choose Him to become the Lord of my life. I believe you're a good God. And I need you today. So I give my life back to you. I want to learn your ways. And I want to follow you all the days of my life. Thank you for receiving me. You are now my father, and I'm your child, and I am grateful. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we just put our hands together and welcome new believers into God's family today? God bless you. Now, there are two things I need to do. Number one, 
If you prayed that prayer today, whether you're online or you're here in the building, we've got a gift we want to give you called the next seven days. You've committed your heart to the Lord today. We want to help you get started walking with God. This little booklet's got just simple reading for the next week to help you begin your relationship with God. We want to give it to you, free gift, no strings attached. When service is over, there'll be prayer teams at each side of the building down front against the side walls. Just walk up to one of these teams and say, can I get the booklet? They'll give it to you right there. If you've got questions, they can help you with that. If you need prayer for something else, they'll help you with that as well. But please let us give this to you today. If you're in a really big rush, out in the lobby, right in the middle of the glass doors where you exit, you can stop at the counter there, get the same booklet there, no strings attached. We want to help you get started walking with God. If you're watching online, instructions are on the screen as to how you can receive this in an electronic file. Please let us get this to you. It will help you in your relationship with God because this is not the end. This is just the beginning of that relationship with God. Now, last thing today. This is Thanksgiving week and we're launching it today from our hearts with thanksgiving to God. And then this week, I'm challenging you to express your thanks to people who make a difference in your life. How many are already accepting the challenge and say, I'm going to do that this week? So here's what I want to do in dismissing. This is the last thing. In dismissing, I want to make everybody either real comfortable or real uncomfortable. One of two things. And I want us to give a shout of praise to God and put our hands together and just declare God is a good God. Can we do that together? Thank you, Lord. We worship you today. You're a good God. We thank you. We glorify you. Praise the Lord. 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 If, if you're wondering, well, where's that in the Bible? I'll tell you where it's at. The Bible says on different occasions, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hey, I love you. Uh, Ann, come on up and join me for just a moment. I want to give Ann an opportunity to express her love and appreciation. Thanks. Give, give my wife a good hand. Hey, I just want to tell you how thankful I am for you. You are our church family. We love you so much. We pray for you, and you are just so vitally important to us. We are beyond grateful for you, and we are praying that you have an extra special Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving. God bless you.